1: It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Hey everybody! Thanks for uh, thanks for listening to the show. Before you even listen to the show, I'm thanking you for listening to the show. <laughs> yeah. Because that's how nice we are here at Ears Up Podcast. We have a really cool show for you guys today. Uh, number one, we have a packed studio, which I'm really excited about. I always like it when people turn out and listen live to the show. Uh, I think it's fun. To the point
0: where we had to send people away. <laughs> I, know. Yeah, I, pa- I know. I know. sort of bad. <laughs> I do too.
1: There's actually a waiting list. <laughs> I tried to the find show.
0: them to to sort of like warm it over because I felt like we were being jerks.
2: Well, not jerks, but we're
0: like. I mean, hey. it's the truth. We just can't fit well, everybody. We, the fire
2: marshal came in here; we would have <laughs>
1: shut down. Well, right? that's
0: true. I but I still felt a little bad.
1: Well, you know, and that's fine. But you know, uh, look, you came in five minutes before we're about to do a show, and that's there's a lot true. of stuff going on. So I'm sure they understand. But that was very nice of you, turn I tried. You did. I tried. You did, and it sounds like you succeeded too.
0: Harder than any of us.
1: Oh. That's true. <laughs> That's true.
0: Well, yeah, you guys all sat here like jerks.
1: Yeah. I was actually standing here (laughs) like a jerk. Oh, okay.
0: There's (laughs) a big difference. (laughs) Yes, there's a big
2: difference.
1: Uh, yeah, so we have a rad show. So not only do we have a lot of people in the studio, which is great, uh, one of them, Caleb, is going to talk to us about what he loves about Disneyland. Um, his dad contacted me and he's like, Look, uh, you know, uh, you want to talk to my kid? And I'm like, Sure, you look like you can beat me up. I'll totally talk to your <laughs> kid. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. Uh, he's like, You know, you want to do like a YouTube video? Okay, and, and...
3: I look like I'm weak.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. You got, the, you got fire in your eyes, kid. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so we're going to wrap with Caleb here a little bit for like five minutes or so and just chat with an eight-year-old boy about what is cool about Disneyland. What do you guys like? Uh, you know, so often we hear from adults uh, about what we like about Disneyland, but I've, I've never really heard from a child what what they love about it. Like specifically, not just the act of going to Disneyland, but anyway, you get the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're going to talk to author David Koenig about uh, his new book, is called The People versus Disneyland. Uh, and the subtitle is How Lawsuits and Lawyers Transformed the Magic. And already kind of sounds, you know, I know another negative ears up show. Those guys, and they don't even understand. Uh, well, but you're it,
0: getting two in a row. I'm
1: getting two in a row, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's not really negative. It's just, it's it's um, the cost of doing business in California, I think, really. Yes, it is. Um, it's the
0: truth, is it, what it is.
1: It's the truth. These things happen, these lawsuits mm-hmm. occurred, and uh, most of them. Uh, This might shock you, adults in the room. Uh, Most of them are garbage lawsuits. Yeah. (laughs) They're people trying to get rich. Yeah.
0: I don't believe it. (laughs) And so you,
1: like, slip and fall. Anyway, so I want to talk to David about, uh, not that he's a lawyer, but he's done all this research, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, about, I don't know, what all this means for the park. What additions had to happen to the park based on people's frivolous lawsuits
2: yeah lots of safety things added to the park tons of safety things
1: tons of lot like a a lot of the the uh, the weight in lines now right is due to a lot of the safety things that they had to do absolutely now i'm not saying that that's good or bad because i'd rather be safe than unsafe right uh but there's a there's a a line and 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 he talks in his book about a few things that you you know there's certain expectations Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. you ride a thrill ride you might get injured right or when you when you board the monorail you could step off and fall, or these kind of things that uh, uh, the old Conestoga wagons, people mm-hmm. were suing because those were top heavy and they would right. fall over. Right. And the lawyers were able to prove in court that, hey, look, there's a there's a reasonable consideration you have to make when you're riding a horse-drawn carriage. Right. You
2: should know it going into fall. it, yeah, that there's a little bit of a risk involved yeah. in that.
1: Yeah. Now, again, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, Disney's 100% right there because I do think that's a little uh, you know design flaw in, uh, in my opinion. I think that's what David alludes to that that's one of the main reasons they got rid of the Conestoga wagon yep. in the first place mm-hmm. is because they kept tipping over and they wanted to avoid lawsuits. Um, the interesting thing, uh, one of the points I want to bring up with him is, is uh, what happened to DCA? <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, he's alluding that... Uh, uh, the lawyers got a hold of DCA and mm-hmm. really dumbed it down. Yeah. AKA Bugsland.
3: <laughs>
1: yes. So. Well,
3: that's true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> even Caleb knows. I'm willing to bet that we
2: agree on everything. <laughs> and I'm not sure what that says about Caleb, but really what that says about I'm me. I'm
0: not sure what that says <laughs> right? about you. I know, actually, I'm pretty sure I know what that says yeah, about that's you. Yeah, that is true. Makes you very smart. Thank you. Like
1: it <laughs> makes you very Thank smart. You. Uh, but before we get into any of that, I do want to tell you guys, go find us on iTunes and rate us. I was listening to another podcast and apparently they value, uh, iTunes ratings. So who know? Who knows? I don't really know. (laughs) But just do me a favor. Just go over there. Even if you don't use iTunes, just go rate if you can. I don't know how that works. Uh, we're also all over social media. Follow us everywhere. Um, except Snapchat. I haven't figured, I don't know what that is. I haven't figured it out. I don't want to face swap. So, uh, actually, that's not true. I love no, it. No, I want
0: well, everybody wants to face. <laughs>
1: swap. Terrence and I face swapped, oh, and I, I think no. I put that on our Instagram account or something like that. <laughs> it,
0: it went somewhere,
1: it went, but it, it, was went somewhere. it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. It was. It, it was a little bit of amazing, that's for sure. It
0: was a lot of amazing. Was horrible. No, it was amazing. You, did you not see it? Oh, I'm looking it up right
1: now. Oh, okay, good. It is fantastic. Oh, in regards
0: to Snapchat, just don't, look don't, up. don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs>
1: don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, if you want to send feedback up to the show, uh, send it to Taryn. Any compliments goes to Terrence, and you can say hi.
4: Hi. To Ben. I was looking it up. Sorry.
1: And Here's <laughs> up com. Anything else goes to me. I'm Jason. Don't forget we have a blog with, uh, you know, some Disney info off and on. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> if you want to support us, you can do that via shopping through our Amazon link. It's just like doing your own, uh, your own Amazon shopping, but we get a little referral fee from Amazon. That's really nice. It definitely helps us running the shows and that's cool. Uh, you can also sign up to be a reoccurring donor. We have uh, quite a few, not quite a few. I don't want to say like we have 50,000, but, uh, We're
0: making money. No, <laughs> yeah, not
1: really. My, my Tesla's charging. So. Uh, i only have about 20 minutes to do the show and then my charge is up and i gotta drive so uh no so you can either be a reoccurring donor for five bucks a month or one buck a month it doesn't matter or you can go um <laughs> did you find the picture yeah Are you showing it? <laughs> let me see that thing again that's pretty good because,
3: terrence you look more like hootie than you ever have
1: look at that kayla look at that. <laughs> who, who looks goofier, me or terrence <laughs> 12. Yeah, it's, yeah it's pretty good. <laughs> good answer. It's pretty good. Uh, you can also uh, buy some ears. Go to com. It's really the only way to, to customize your Mickey Mouse ears on the go, man. Stop dragging those, you know, bulky... Uh, you know, homemade ears around, man. Get some covers, would you? Uh, we also have churro shirts. You can buy those on getcovers.com. Uh, if you want ladies' uh, shirts and different sizes and different colors and stuff, you have to go to our T Public site. I know this is a lot of information, and I'm sorry about that, but that's fine. Uh, and search up Ears Up podcast and uh, T Public, and you'll find not only the churro shirts, but our brand new turkey leg shirts. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about the turkey leg shirt. It looks uh, oddly enough a lot like the churro shirts, the castle, uh, but instead of churros, it's turkey legs. Mm-hmm. So you can you can rep both uh, both of your favorite foods. Yes. You know what's uh,
0: awesome about uh, selling things is that.
1: Taryn <laughs> <stinks. laughs> What what's awesome about it's selling right, things is
0: that no one's ever happy with what you have. They look at it and they go, <laughs> "You know what would be great." Is a what do we what have we gotten? We gotten
1: Coveyers is yeah. Well, I'm not. That. I'm
0: not even talking about that. I'm oh, talking okay. about like with the turkey leg shirt. I told
1: Dole Whips. Dole, whips, yeah, um, dole um, Whip. Shirt. Yeah. I was told something Jimmy else Changas? too,
0: but
3: was that you? <laughs> I've, I've never, I've never, never heard of like, it. I don't even understand that one. <laughs> <laughs> You've
1: never heard of uh, churros or turkey legs? I've heard
3: of this stuff, but not on the T-shirts. Not, not the t-shirt? t-shirt.
1: See his T-shirt right there? That's
2: a churro shirt.
1: <laughs> it's like the, the cat in the the Disneyland castle made out of churros. Caleb, isn't that the best thing ever?
3: <laughs> that would be called Churro land then. It would it should be oh, called churro
1: land. <laughs>
3: Get
2: rid of both land. Churro <laughs> land. Boom, also known it's as Diapeter. It uh,
4: it become line. Bug's Land. land yeah.
1: <laughs> they don't have to change the name.
4: They
1: don't. the designer who helped us out on the churro I and the turkey it. legs, her name is Lulu and she's on T Public too. You can search Lulu Gumshoe uh, or if you, you know, don't know how to spell that cuz I sure don't. Search <laughs> Beer Me and uh, her her shirt is a little beer bottle slumped over and it's really cute.
2: I had to move my beer. I was being told that it looked like Caleb was trying to drink a beer, so I had to move it out from in front of him. Sorry, everybody on my stream.
1: Uh, Sorry, Caleb. You weren't fast enough. Caleb's like, whatever. (laughs) I got a flask back here. Uh, Taryn, do we have feedback? Yes. Go for it.
0: Um, Okay. I'm so excited about this one, um, and this one's for you, Jason.
1: Okay.
0: Um, First, this is from Edward. First and foremost, I love the podcast. My girlfriend is a huge Disney fan. We go multiple times a year for races and annual pass holder events, and- and just for funsies as well. Cut to the chase. <laughs>
2: for funsies.
0: We will be at Disneyland for Dapper Day. Uh, I plan on popping the question while we are there. And while we will already be dressed up, uh, so win-win for photo ops, the question becomes where. Mm-hmm. I figured the castle is the best choice with the Lily Bell train being down. Uh, her favorite character is Donald slash Ariel. Uh, so maybe seeking them out or yeah, aerial. Aerial. Okay,
1: he's <laughs> a new one, yeah. Yeah. Aerial.
0: Uh, so maybe seeking them out or on.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My Donald impression. That, that was really that was bad. Yeah. <laughs> it happened.
0: Um, or on maybe the aerial ride. Um, any insight or pro tips would be great. Thank you all in advance. P.S. To Jason, go Blackhawks.
1: Yeah, see. Right? The whole entire room, pretty much, is wearing shark's gear. Wow. Uh, and I wrote back to him, I was like, look, if I cared anymore, I would, I would, I would school you, but (laughs) I can't, I can't keep getting my heart broken, right? I just, come on, Jerry, you know what I'm talking about. This is the year, year? you think so?
2: Yeah. Uh, so they said two years ago. All right. Uh, <laughs> two. That's true. So it's like what 93? No,
1: it's fine. I'm rooting. Look, you know, I don't wish any ill will to anybody, but the black look, the Blackhawks are formidable. Anyways, um.
0: I like the idea of in the under the sea area of yeah. the aerial ride. That's cute. Yeah. Music.
2: I, I think it depends on what he really wants to get out of it. Like if they want photo ops, something like that. The castle. Because um,
0: Jason did a really good job surprising me and getting it all photographed without mm-hmm. me realizing that's why we were there
1: yeah I, would, I, would, I thought that yeah. was
0: that was cool
1: I mean I I, I think that uh, you can yeah like Terrence is saying you can go two ways about it you can go well you can do a private thing and uh, just you know have a moment between you guys yeah. which is sappy and whatever and that's what you go for that's fine uh, it's, but,
0: it's always going to be sappy
1: that's true or um, <laughs> not always or you can do it like in front of a character like with a character maybe or you know like go up like saddle up to the character handler Right. And say, oh, hey, I'm gonna propose. That'd so, be good. so can you work with the character? What if whatever? Donald
0: proposes to her?
1: That'd be great, right? And so
2: so then pr- she probably picked
0: Donald. Donald.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean,
0: it's a risk. Yeah. But it'd risk. be a pretty good photo op.
1: Um, and there's also the PhotoPass photographers there. Right. And, and so I think, you know, and if you want people to, if you want to have those pictures, then do it in front of wherever PhotoPass person. is.
3: Because also they take better rem- pictures can you than you. you remind me of something.
1: What's that? It remind you of something? Yes. Did you propose?
3: No. <laughs> okay.
1: No. Girls have I cooties w- at this point, right?
3: I went to the Lincoln's yeah. White House Gr- show, and, yeah. that, and then it wasn't ready yet because there was people watching it, so yeah. we had to look at the TV, and the, the guy was talking about Tomorrowland, and he said the, that there were mermaids in the water, and there was real men g- going in the mermaids. Mon- I'm water to go to them. That's true. That yeah. is true. Donald Duck was running. <laughs> that is true. Back
2: in the day of the submarine ride, there are real mermaids in there, and dudes used to jump in there and try to haul it at the mermaids. That yeah. sounds not real. creepy
4: at all. No. <laughs> that is creepy. <laughs> Why well, yeah. <lives> creepy?
1: <laughs> Look at this kid, know. already known as Lord. You know what's
2: up? his I now. will add this, that yeah. at the um, different locations where you actually have the PhotoPass people, if you actually go up to them, to the handler itself, and just flash them a ring or something in your yeah. left hand while you're handing them the card, mm-hmm. they will work with you. And actually, they'll take dummy photos And mm-hmm. while they're saying, oh, we're, we're trying to get the focus just right at the castle at night and so forth. Mm. And then all of a sudden, they tell you, you know, after about three or four flashes, then get down on one knee and then do it. Right. And then they'll just keep taking pictures. That's cool. If you do it once, you can go do it at any of the other ones. Oh, that's true. Been there, true. done that, and then she, lo- she broke my heart. Oh. oh! That's okay. I still like Disneyland. That's true. Of course
3: someone would love Disneyland still. <laughs> right, right.
2: I think one of the places that uh, gets overlooked is uh, across from Ariel, um, right before you go to Ariel's Grotto, but overlooking the uh, the bay right there where World of Color is. Great mm. pictures for that. Great backdrop as well. So that might be a good area. Uh, okay. of so.
0: terror in the background. Yeah, they're, but you're no, not let's, on let's it. Let's so. not forget they're going to be dressed up Dapper Day style too. So yeah. So that could play a factor yeah. in where they do it.
2: Then it would be better. It would actually then be best to do actually do it on Main Street with
1: the Dapper Dan's. Oh. You could do that yeah. too. Yeah. Pretty much, uh, you know, anywhere. Well, it depends. Here's the Again, thing. it depends on what you're looking for.
0: And here's the thing: you're going to be proposing to your girlfriend, and assuming she loves you, and she's going to say yes. It doesn't matter.
3: Oh, you guys are (laughs) reminding me of this YouTube video (laughs) Uh, of these people um, pretending like some guy reproached a girl. She said yes. Yeah. in the video, but she actually said no. What? So they go in the Haunted Mansion ride for the last ride. She's getting scared because she said uh, one kid got a heart attack, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. <laughs> and then everything happened, and there was actual ghosts in there. Yeah. And when it was almost the end, the hatbox ghost came, and, I, and now I know... That, that why they put the hatbox ghost back in the haunted mansion. Why is that? Because the, the hatbox ghost is really famous now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is really famous
2: now. Did you see it last time you went? Uh,
3: yeah.
1: That's pretty awesome. That's some I, of the best. I do like the, the the fastbacks. The fastpass ghost is I think it's what it's called. <laughs> the fastpass ghost. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anything else, Taren? Turn? No, that's it. Okay, that's it. <laughs>
0: I hope we helped you, Edward. And <laughs> good yeah, luck. Edward.
1: Sorry, bro. I hope we did. You'll be fine. Though. Send us
0: photos yeah. once you have them. I think that that's real
1: cute. Uh, we're now going to get uh, a good uh, friend on an invalid phone number. What the heck is going on with my life? Uh-oh. I need to. Uh, Uh-oh. Technology. I need to call my friend here. We're going to talk to uh, Matt Staley. I
3: technology is really good. Technology
1: <laughs> is good. Sometimes. Until, dude. until it works, man. And then it's the worst invention in the entire history of the planet.
3: I'm not sure. Until it doesn't I'm not sure. work. It doesn't you can work. play video games, look up on your phone. <laughs> <I'm>
1: t- honestly.
3: <laughs> He's not wrong.
1: I feel <laughs> like I'm talking to myself.
2: <laughs> I <really> <laughs> do. do. <laughs>
1: Uh, we're going to talk to Matt Staley, who is a uh, figure finisher in the animation department of Disneyland, and uh, he uh, Disneyland is having a pretty cool art challenge uh, happening, which is usually, I guess, behind the scenes, but this year they decided to bring it out and put it into DCA in the Redwood Trail uh, area. Uh, Matt, are you with us? Yeah, hey, how's it going? Good, how you doing, buddy? I'm well. Nice, you sound well. It's good to hear you. Yeah, you too. How's it going, everyone? It's going yeah. well, man. Everyone in the land, hello. Hello. So, uh, this, this, yeah. so this, okay, I can't even pronounce it because it, it seems like uh, the name is weird, but it's the Environmentality Art Challenge voting, right?
5: That's right. Yeah, backstage we have all kinds of fantastic words like environmentality.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you do. So tell me about this art challenge.
5: Um it was something that uh yeah, like the uh we have a uh environmental activity center, the EAC, like in uh uh Turtle Talk and Crush and Nemo and all that, um, where they handle a lot of uh the materials that we get rid of at the park, anything from you know, recyclables like you'd have at home up to really nice stainless steel seating and, and all kinds of bearings that go into the ride vehicles and stuff like that. So the park has always done quite a bit to you know uh recycle that stuff or or send it on to people who can use it so um this is just kind of a way of having fun and highlighting you know what we could do with some of that refuse rather than even just recycling it making it a, into something cool that people could appreciate
1: that's awesome so what did you guys do you broke out into teams or something that looks like
5: yeah different departments you know that took an interest uh formed teams, and uh, I worked with the animation department at the park, and so we kind of decided to do something that was sort of character-driven and had not animation to it, but kind of a cool uh, action-packed pose. Um, uh, we, we formed our team before we really knew what we wanted to do, and one day <laughs> we were all sitting at someone's retirement party, actually, and everybody had a Coke in their hand, and I said to one of the other guys on the team, I said, what if we did something that was just all clad in like aluminum can material, and I had been watching Iron Man with my kids, so we were like, "Hey, Iron Man, that'd be cool." Yeah. And um, so we wound up making this three-foot-high Iron Man figure who's kind of flying up out of a pile of trash and um, becoming this, you know, environmentality warrior, you know, to fly up <laughs> and save the day. Yeah. What Something did
1: like you, that. What's the uh, What's the title of it? Because I, I thought it was pretty clever.
5: Oh yeah. Uh, it, the, the title of our piece is Environ Man. You know, was, <laughs> a little combo man. There. see? Uh huh. And flip it yeah, through some bit, of the photos this, you sent Yeah, uh, This is what we're doing backstage by the way. While you guys are all out there having fun, we're finding ways to have fun ourselves. So uh, coming up with things like Environman. Environman. Awesome. Uh some of these photos mm-hmm. are
1: some of the photos you shot over are pretty cool. There's a we are all Groot.
5: Oh I love Yeah, yeah, there's a good Groot one that was done by um the uh there's cool. a uh department called property control so that when things are gotten rid of that the park doesn't have a need for anymore but uh they still have you know some value to them they'll do auctions or sometimes they auction them off for charity or give them away to different groups um so uh yeah the property control people are really cool and uh, they did that cool group piece out of cardboard and stuff like that and it's really cool
1: i like it i think it's pretty cool so what's the deal here how can we vote for this stuff well, yeah, this is what's
5: kind of fun and, and why I reached out to you guys, because um, typically, you know, if we do these backstage things, the public never sees any of it. But in this case, um, next week they're going to put uh, these these art pieces, the, the last ten of them. There were actually 60 entries in the beginning, and they've kind of whittled them down. So now there's ten left, and they're all going into DCA, uh, California Adventure, next week. And they'll be on display in the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail. That's like that area across from um, the uh the Russian River store, you know, um oh, where like there's like room. lots of ropes courses and little obstacle courses. They're gonna be back in there and guests are gonna be able to see them and even vote on them. Because oh, cool. now that we're cool. down yeah, we're now that we're down to the last ten, um we're voting uh, among the cast, but also for the first time. Guests are going to be able to vote, so that's kind of a cool opportunity for you guys to get in on this if you want to
1: I like that uh you know you're kind of bringing this stuff to the forefront and letting us you know see your your talents besides just making everything in Disneyland happen uh that's not enough we need now we need to see what you do w- when you don't have time
5: yeah and the funny thing about it uh, several of us in our shop were talking because a lot of us before we worked for Disneyland were model makers. Or some of us worked in the movies and things like that. And all of us kind of got into it by making stuff at home out of the junk that was around us or taking toys apart and <laughs> trying to put them back together in something else. We're all kind of laughing. Like, I remember doing this as a kid, you know? And uh, so it is, it is kind of a fun thing for people to see and maybe a window into, yeah, how you can do what we do, you know, at home with what's around you maybe. That's pretty cool, man. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's super creative, obviously. I mean, it's Disney. So, yes, yeah, so of course it's creative, but that's really cool.
5: Yeah, so. Yeah, okay, there's so... Ten, 10 really cool pieces. Come out and see them if you're in the area. They'll be there from, uh, I know the 21st is the last day, 21st of this month. And I think that they uh, will go over there on Monday. So you'll have, um, what, four days to check them out. So okay. it's a small window, but I wanted to let you guys know.
1: Awesome. Hey, I appreciate it, man. And uh, if we were in town, I would definitely go and vote for the Groot one.
5: Yeah, because okay. you, you are in here.
1: But he still.
3: <laughs> he does dance.
1: Movie, like, in the end. Caleb loves the Groot. It's all yes, about Enviro,
3: man. And then he
0: looks,
1: and then. Or whatever. Or
5: whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a bias, but please gross. come out and vote for whatever you think, you, want, you know, whatever you want. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, Matt, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thanks, Matt.
5: Thank you. Yeah, and hopefully uh, I'll get to
1: talk to you guys again soon. Yeah, we'd love to have you on and, and talk yeah. about your actual job, too.
5: Yeah, yeah, and the uh, history of animatronics, maybe we could do something like that, a little show about that. That'd be, awesome. that'd be awesome. great. Stuff. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. Maybe
2: in
1: studio. It's cool. not
2: that far of a drive, like, what, six hours?
1: Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely due for some vacation. We've Absolutely. got extra rooms. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, buddy, we're going to let you All split. Right. Thanks, Thanks man.
5: Thank you. Take care. Bye,
1: mm-hmm. friend. Bye. All right, cool. That was awesome. I'm glad good we dude. got to talk to him. Yeah, that's a cool. Uh, that's a cool thing, man. Making some uh, garbage. Making I some think garbage I'm art.
3: Voting for
1: Iron Man. You think <laughs> you're gonna vote for Iron Man? Yeah, because yeah. it
3: looks like he's actually flying out of the city.
1: He looks. It looks good. It looks I'll post amazing. a photo of it on our on our uh, page or whatever. All right, Caleb. We're gonna talk to you right now, man. Are you ready for this? Yeah. I think you're. I think you were born ready for this. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah
1: <not that laughs> you weren't born ready? No, it's not true. Well, I don't know about that. Okay, I so. Was born ready Though. <laughs> well, he was born ready. What? To sing. To sing? Are you are you a singer? Well, kind of. Kind of. Is this your guys' little retirement plan right here? <laughs> this is awesome. This guys, super yeah. talented. What do you, what's your favorite song to sing? Uh. Here, get on. Do me a favor. Get closer. Yeah, to the like
3: stitches.
1: Stitches? Stitches? What is that?
2: Shawn Mendes. Shawn Mendes.
1: We're not very hip. No. No. no, is that is that like a? It's not a Disney song. No. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I don't really know much that beyond. Know. Yeah, exactly. So all, my, all my my music's on eight track. No, no. I'm Disney not that songs? cool. No, I'm not that cool, man. It's okay. It's all right. I appreciate we that. You know a lot about Disneyland. So. Well, I know a little bit you for can sure. Tell
3: us a a lot about him, Mickey's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. I'll try.
1: But let's talk to you real fast, Caleb. Uh, so like I said before, man, I just wanna get, you know, in your head. What do you like about <laughs> Disneyland? Tell me why you are so jazzed to go to Disneyland. What's your favorite thing about Disneyland?
3: Everyone says the, the happiest place is on Earth is Disneyland. Yeah. I can agree because Tomorrowland is really cool. Mhm. Okay. And I like what they did for Star Wars Land for Tomorrowland because Hyperspace Mountain is really crazy. Okay.
1: So you like you yes. like Tomorrowland. That's your favorite spot? Yeah. Is it because of Hyperspace Mountain?
3: Yeah. And also... Star Tours, Finding
1: Nemo. Okay, you like all Finding Nemo.
3: Also, I like what they did with Marvel characters and also Star Wars characters.
1: Okay. Nice. All right. Okay. That's pretty cool. That's a good solid chunk of area. <laughs> I, I thought you may have one thing, but it sounds like you have a lot of love what to give across the park, right? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't. It's hard to pick one thing, isn't it? Yeah. So when you go to the park and you go, all right, folks, we're going, we're going to Disneyland. I have to go. Where do you go? I have to go. Blank. Your first your first place to go.
3: Uh, Haunted Mansion.
1: Haunted Mansion. That's mine, a good first ride. Mine my dad too, man. loves
3: Haunted Mansion. It's yeah. the
1: best. It's, it's kind of the best it's ride. It's a good ride. I yeah. kind
3: of close my eyes on the parts when the <laughs> monsters jump up like.
1: Oh, oh. with the attic it,
2: scene? Yeah. No, yeah. I think in the graveyard. The in the graveyard scene, I mean, yeah, yeah. The yeah. The yeah. scene, yeah.
1: It
3: freaks me out.
1: It does? It freaks you out? <laughs> you can't handle it? <laughs> Do you think they're going to come into the doom buggy? Or is it just the motion, like you're not expecting it and it gets you?
3: Sometimes I feel like I'm going to sweat and puke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because you're so scared? Yes. Yeah. Aww. That Aww. happens, though. I mean, that that's what that ride's supposed to do, yeah. right? And that's why I think we like Disneyland because it does all this stuff and it's, it's supposed to make you feel that way. Mm-hmm. And it does a good job. Can you imagine if you just rode it and you're like, this is really boring?
3: True. That would be
1: boring, right? You wouldn't want to yeah, go anymore. Yeah, also
3: when the ride breaks down, it's actually really, really scarier.
1: Right, because wow. now you don't know what's going to happen.
3: Yep.
1: Yeah. I like it. I like it when the ride breaks down because of that, because you don't know what's going to happen. And so you're like, ooh, anything could happen. Mm-hmm. I
3: have a question. Don't <laughs> do yeah. the evil laugh. No, 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 no. <laughs> I have a question. Uh, i like weak, but I can actually be up my... People, because once <laughs> I knocked out my brother. Hey,
2: be careful, though, because one day he might be bigger than you.
3: I'm not sure. Well, I'm just saying, man.
2: Just be careful.
1: He might
3: be bigger like this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Throw hey, a lot. You,
2: shade, man. It happens. It happens. It happens. It happens. It happens. It happens. What's your you question? What's your favorite thing to eat in the park? Blue Bayou. The Blue Bayou? Oh. You guys got
3: fancy
0: man
2: i'm 36 i I can't afford to (laughs) eat there
1: blue bayou not bad
2: that's not bad at all Blue Bayou's
1: pretty good you do you try to get close to the water i know no where do you sit where do you like to sit in the blue bayou what's your what's the spot
3: i think whatever see just anything is is, it's the best spot you're just you're
1: just there for the environment you're just there to hang out that's cool I like that. I like that because some people are truly picky. Where I can't go to the Blue Bayou if, unless I sit. By the water. Uh, yeah. that's me. I, I, I need to. I need to be at the water. That's like to me. There's one spot. Right.
3: Because if you do your ovation and you don't get to do it, it's canceled. Give me back my money back. Yeah, Gosh. for sure. <laughs> totally. Love his
1: face. Totally. So okay. So let's say you're done with the park. Okay, you're about to leave, your family's about to leave, and you're like, no, no, I gotta do one more ride. Yeah. I What's the ride that you want to do, the very last ride that you want to do in the park?
3: Oh, it's my mom and dad's choice, and when we did it with our cousin, they said the screaming and I had to do it. Oh, California screaming. screaming. I I went on and I was crying so bad, and then I got off off it, the cast members waited with me, and I got a stroller pass.
1: Oh, Nice. Nice. Work and then that I system. got
3: on it with my dad, and it was actually awesome. Okay. That's when right. you look at it, it looks very scary, but when you go on it, it's not that bad. Right. Yeah, I agree.
1: Right. I agree. And that, that's like a lot Thunder of things. Thunder
3: Mountain and also Splash Mountain.
1: You like those two? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a lot it's, of things in life, Caleb. It's
3: like Caleb. putting together with those two things mm-hmm. that make screaming.
1: Yeah, I
2: agree. What about Tower of Terror? Have you done that one yet? Oh, Stop yeah. it. Yes.
3: I no. only did that once.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Wait, are you scared because you Yeah, <laughs> yeah, system.
1: I'm totally scared. <laughs> I have no, I I have no reservations about admitting on, that. I, that right freaks me out. It.
3: It's just the door so late. and then no. you then you get electric cue and then you see the scary things, and you, you no. just go up, and nope. then you drop Sorry. all the way down.
1: Sorry. Sorry. Oh, that's it. That's it. Oh, that's the ride. Oh
3: yeah, and also you went around in circles. Yeah, and there's
1: ghosts. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, that's true.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no ghosts. They're there's just, ghosts. There's ghosts in the there's elevator. Lo- no. Bro. There, there's Bro. Electric people. Because <laughs> remember those? F- now he
2: sounds like me. I'm not sure if I'm the one that <laughs> have four this. Four
3: people go. Those <laughs> foreign movie stars go in that hotel and yeah. then.
2: I don't know if I'm the one to have this this talk with him, but when you get electrocuted, <laughs> normally the ghost thing is what happens next, right? No, that's <laughs> fair Except
3: the uh, when the electric comes, you, you, that right makes you disappear. Oh, that's true. That's that true. is. true. When you get down, like you so electrocuted, you're still there, except you might die or not.
2: Right. Look at this, man. Deep thoughts, dude. Deep, deep thoughts. It all deep makes thought. perfect just sense get to me. <laughs> if, yeah.
3: if you live, you'll have a, you'll be happy you lived. But the bad thing is you broke your arm and legs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true. But then you get stroller passes for life. So yes, there we go. <laughs> I think that works out. Uh, your little brother here, Jordan, right? Jordan, do yeah. you agree with what your uh, older brother's saying? Yeah. You do. You like every? Agree with everything. Like, you like... Finally, space...
3: you agree with me?
1: <laughs> I know. There you go. You like Space Mountain, and you like all those rides? Yes. Are you scared for Haunted Mansion too? No. No. <laughs> he
3: loves it like my dad. Yeah. a good ride.
1: It's a good ride, Usually man.
3: Usually, he acts like him. Actually, he looks act like mom, and I act like my dad, and I look like my mom, and he looks like my dad.
1: Oh, I can't see all your tattoos, Jordan, so that's good. They're covered up. Yeah. I know. <laughs> no, no, he didn't get tattoos not, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not
2: until you're forking. you got to wait to a 10. <laughs> yes, exactly. Not yes. 10. Not 10. Not 10.
3: About to turn 9, man.
1: There you go.
2: You got one year for picking like it up. I'm out. not
1: ready for this. Find an artist. Go for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not too early to start shopping. Well, <laughs> Caleb, I appreciate you sharing your views on Disneyland with us, man. Oh, for, laugh before we let you go, Bugs Land. Do you like it or do you love it? Uh, eh. See? So he only likes it. No, he went eh. eh. He went like, right. eh. That's a like.
0: it's eh. not even a I like. I gave him
1: two choices, like or love. Well, if
3: he, he said no, eh. You have to give me
1: three. Because okay, okay, like, love, or super love
2: like love or no, boring. No. It's boring. <laughs> boring boring Just boring
3: boring yes
2: hmm. to an eight-year-old who to they're eight marketing it to <laughs> yeah.
1: it's boring okay,
3: maybe for a one-year-old he, that maybe. person might like it but yeah. in a few years yeah.
1: jordan what do you think no. bugs land yay or nay yes or no yes 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 come uh, okay. so like
3: on jordan <laughs> you have to give up on me
1: <laughs>
2: You guys almost agreed for like five minutes there. That's good. That's, good. That's good for Brian. That's
1: good. All right, guys. Thank you very much for sharing your thoughts. <laughs> Jerry, thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate guys. it. Yeah, appreciate it. No problem. Feel free to hang yeah, out. Stick or out. Whatever. Stick I'm gonna get. That uh, was
3: my uncle's idea. Oh, was? Oh, awesome. <laughs> he said that was a stupid idea, but it might be a good idea. Might be a
2: good idea. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> 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 <It's> You're
3: <father.
2: laughs> You
1: know him, Grandpa. Grandpa. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right, now we're gonna get uh, David on the line, and David is the author of The People vs Disneyland. Dave, are you with us?
6: Actually, I think I am. Thank you so much for your patience.
1: Oh yeah, no worries, man. No worries. I appreciate you taking the time to join us, man. Sure. So you and uh, you've written, you've written. Wow. <laughs> uh, sorry I talk I, now talk. I talk. Mispronounced. Yeah, I talk professional like on internet. i don't know so you've written several books on on disneyland and this is uh this is your most recent one correct
6: yes yes the people versus disneyland
1: all right i I was really stoked to read this book i i I, you know i i got it and it was like it's like 200 or so pages i'm like Mm -hmm. that's kind of impressive even you know for me i don't really read a whole lot I'm, i'm a millennial i guess i don't know and i read it and then i put it down and i realized i was done It's kind of one of those where it just it pulls you through each each paragraph. Absolutely, it was kind of interesting, man. I was like, wow, this is (laughs) I'm I'm really excited about this. This is exactly the thing that's right up my alley. So do me a favor, man, and just quickly recap uh, you as a person. Ready? Go. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well,
6: well, first of all, I'm going to ask if I have your permission to uh, use that as an Amazon review. Yes, kind of interesting.
1: Yes, please do. You're very welcome.
6: (laughs) Yeah. uh, I've been writing and researching about Disney since the late 80s. Uh First book was called Mouse Tales, the behind the Years Look at Disneyland. That uh, mm-hmm. came out in 1994 and has been, uh, uh I suspect, the best-selling non-Disney-published Disney book ever written. It's now in its 20th printing and, and was sort of the first behind-the-scenes look at a Disney theme park not sanitized by the company themselves. And then uh. I came out with a, a sequel to that a book about uh, behind-the-scenes of Disney animation movies called The Mouse Under Glass, the uh, inside story of Walt Disney World in Florida called Reality Land, and this new book, The People vs. Disneyland, um, is my first book, entirely new book about Disneyland that I've written in 15 years. Um, wow. So I went back to, to sort of update, okay, what's been going on? What's the biggest trend uh, and changes that have happened over the last 15 years at Disneyland? And time and again, I looked all these changes, good, bad, and and questionable, Hmm. all related to lawsuits or fear of impending lawsuits. All the big changes all of them have to do with uh, uh, legal liability.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's what uh, look, we're on the other side of this, right? So we're just part of the public and you know, we get fed, not fed, but uh, you know, uh, we get uh, uh, reasons for, for changes and stuff because, you know, we're focused on safety. The park is focused on your safety. And so we've decided to make these changes and, you know, f- from the outside looking in, oh, hey, that's really great. I'm, I'm glad that the company is looking out for, for me, right? I'm number one. Um, but reading your book, it was very clear um you know good bad or otherwise that uh that's not the case and uh there were a lot of uh, lawsuits even from the get-go mm-hmm. something like uh, three days after the park was open they had their first lawsuit yeah.
6: right yeah it, the, the park was uh, uh its third day of operation uh, back in 1955 and it was on what would become the most uh lawsuit generating ride in the park which was the Autopia car ride yeah mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. uh while it still generates its fair share of lawsuits from, mm-hmm. because people just can't, they think it's a bumper car ride and you just <laughs> gotta ram that person in front of you, even though they, you know, they do their best to tell you not to. Yeah. Um but it was much more freewheeling when it first opened. There was no, uh, the track was twice as wide as it is now. Oh yeah. wow. Uh, with these big curbs on the side and no rail, no rail. in the middle to hold you there. Because Walt's mm-hmm. idea was, well, we're trying to teach the kids, uh, you know, freeway safety, huh. so they've got to be able to, you know, make some mistakes As to learn from the mistakes. The yeah. They've got to be able to pass each other, and, you know, we want to be oh, able geez. to have the fun of racing, uh, not realizing that that would mean, you know, kids would, would, you know, run off the track over the curb and right. be, you know, driving around the submarine dock or they make oh. U-turns oh, and start tearing down the opposite oh, direction. Uh, so you know, it got a little out of hand before they they made some serious uh, restrictions. And as well, the the cars that were just sort of making up the components as they went along, they ne- you know, Disney never done any any guest related <laughs> business before, so it, it had no idea how to create a uh, you know indestructible car that that will require it. And as a result, <laughs> the you know the, the all the metal parts. Uh, You know, one of the big sponsors was the Kaiser Aluminum Company. So they almost all the parts that went into the Autopia were Kaiser Aluminum, which meant they, you know, they completely crumpled, you know, when you hit a curb. (laughs) And, uh, you know, these little faces would uh, uh, from the drivers would smash into the aluminum uh, steering wheel. And so there were all these missing teeth and bloody faces. And and that happened to a little like I think she was an eight or 10 year old girl uh, on day three. And uh, they sued saying that this was a dangerous vehicle with a dangerous track, and Disney's lawyer brought it to court and showed, well, wait, how'd you get hurt? By you driving to the curb? Did we drive you into the curb? No, you drove into the curb, and you only got hurt because you you know, you know, turned off the track and smashed into the curb, and Disney won. And wow. it was just the first of, of, <laughs> of an incredible winning streak of... Uh, you know they're winning like 94 96% of their cases.
1: And and so before we get too far into it you you state in your book that you are not a lawyer.
6: Not even close.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're just familiar with these no. cases. You 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 have some experience digging into these. Uh you've helped out in in uh with a we as a uh, you know in a law firm. Uh but you are not in any way a lawyer but you still get solicited for law advice. <laughs> Which I think is funny. Yeah, which
6: is which is weird because I, I think a lot of folks who have a, a problem, it, it's mostly uh, either people who have had a bad experience uh, of Disneyland. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they trip and fall down, or they get you know they're, they're on a attraction and the the cars bump and, and they're looking, is this a good idea? Should I sue? And they realize that it's a subject they've written about and that uh, seemingly should know something about, but I I can't really say. You know, give them actual legal advice, but I I can certainly speak to, you know, what their odds might be, what their success might be, which is usually very poor. (laughs) Uh, And and as well, I'll get a lot of calls from attorneys who are suing Disneyland or thinking Mm -hmm. about suing Disneyland, mostly for past history. Okay, here's my case. You know, uh, my uh, client was on the Utopia and such and such happened. Uh, anything similar to this that uh, figuring if there's a pattern of these type of accidents, that that helps them in court. And I'm usually able to help those as well. Tell them, you know, yeah, there's been a lot of things uh, similar to this and Disney's never taken care of it or they have, or, you know, give them a little direction as far as if this is a good idea to take this case.
2: Hmm. Okay. So I have a question real quick, David. So, um, and this is especially from our chat room. So you're you're doing research on this. Um, are you a, you're a Disneyland lover
6: as well? I am. I am. Uh, uh, yes, a Disneyland lover. I, I, you know, but I'm not one of those blind. And not that there's anything wrong with that. Not one of those guys who Disneyland can do no wrong and right. it's perfect and it's wonderful. But I'm, uh, you know, I, I do love Disneyland. I've been going there since I was a, a, a small boy. And, uh, get out there as often as I can. I don't like a lot of the changes and some I, some I do, but, uh, you know, I just enjoy being there and I enjoy, I enjoy it being the best, safest, most fun, you know, wonderful place it can be. And, uh, it's gotten because of lawsuits better and worse in, in those respects.
2: So reading some of these things that have happened, it doesn't, uh, taint your view of on the park or doesn't make you apprehensive to get on certain rides.
6: No, because it's, you know, it's sort of the opposite in the sense that the more, uh, you know, these, these little machinations happen, by you know, the more changes, subtle changes happen, the more interesting it becomes to me, you know, to try and catch <laughs> these little changes that they, that they make to ward against, you know, problems that they've had or imagined problems that they could have. I know right. there was a, a couple of years ago. There, there used to be benches along the the wall that runs on the side of the drawbridge in front of Sleeping Beauty's castle.
4: Yeah. And
6: mm-hmm. people would, would uh, uh, you know, sit on the benches, obviously, or they would stand on these stone benches, which are actually, you know, part of the alcoves in the wall that had been there since 1955. And people had been, you know, standing and posing for pictures on these and sitting, and in fact, even when the wall was shorter, they'd even sit on the wall, you know, uh, without any problem ever happening. Um, But what happened a couple of years ago is a kid stood up on one of these benches, um, fell over into the bushes on the other side and he was fine. He was okay. He didn't fall on the moat. It, you know, it, I don't even know if he got wet at all. It was mostly just in the bushes and mom fished him out. And, you know, I'm sure gave him a stern talking to for standing <laughs> right. up on the bench. Right. But Disney heard about this and they're like, Oh, you know, what happens if they stand up on a lot of bench and fall over, you know, into where there's water, and then somebody drowns, and da 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 da, da. So wow. without anything, anybody ever actually getting hurt, they went in the middle of the night and jackhammered out all these 50-, 60-year-old benches, and uh, they're gone. From, from <laughs> they, one incident. They've never hurt anybody before, and, and they are disappeared.
2: But not even just one incident, but one incident that wasn't even the incident they were afraid of.
6: Right. That's crazy. Because exactly. <laughs> they're trying to think, like, three steps ahead. Now, I mean, they fixed all the. Before, in the early years of Disneyland, they would, while safety was a top priority, they'd balance it out with, okay, what's best for the show. Yeah, there's potential problem here with, you know, like on Alice in Wonderland, um, there was no uh, a lip to the bottom of the ride vehicle, unlike on, you know, the Mine Train on uh, the Snow White ride or on the Mr. Toad cars, where there's a little lip. Um, where you walk in and out,
4: mm-hmm. and keep okay. your
6: feet inside. Okay. On the Alice in Wonderland attraction vehicles, there was no lip. Um, it was a different, you know, configuration of the of the how the you entered and exited the caterpillar. So that meant nothing to trip over. But as well, it kept people, you know, it didn't keep people's feet inside the vehicle. And often people would stick their foot out and drag it along. And so that was the problem for 50 years with Alice in Wonderland. It's all these broken legs and smashed feet of people yeah. dragging their feet. And Disney knew, okay, you know, once every few months, somebody's going to hurt their foot. But, you know, overall, it's pretty safe. You know, that that thing doesn't happen <laughs> anymore, you know, that. They created a, a whole new sort of uh, foot protective mechanism on <laughs> the bar always- that lowers over to protect feet. Um, and, uh, you know, now they solved all the problems and they're looking ahead to, Say, okay, what could ever possibly in the future be a problem and solve that before it even happens?
1: Well, and and so, I mean, it's got to be really hard from Disney's standpoint. And, you know, and I definitely don't want to make this show about, you know, how terrible Disney is or whatever. But I do think it, it, it shows, um, I don't want to say a lack of, of forethought because, like you said, this is something the company's never – done before. And I think nobody's really ever done it on this kind of level of detail and the scale before that Disney wanted to do. So they just, they kind of went into it blindly and learned much like building the park itself. They learned as they went. And uh, you know, what's interesting to me now is uh, people say, oh, now we're in a very litigious society. Everyone wants to sue. Uh, Everyone's sue happy. Uh, But in reading your book, even, you know, not in the fifties or sixties, you know, people wouldn't sue. They got an accident and they shook hands and everything's fine. But Yep. you 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 know you you detail quite a few cases that that didn't happen that people were still suing um so i you know i don't I don't know uh, if it's just our society now maybe it happens it's more often um but uh even with the 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 lack of um current safety standards uh you know there were still accidents, but those were kind of infrequent it sounded like
6: right well, it's a different type of accident it was a different type of mindset. Um, while Disney's always, as I said, been safety obsessed, um, they didn't want to make their safety obsessiveness distracting to their magic, you know, to the show yeah. in the first thirty or forty years because they thought when you come to Disneyland, we don't want you to think there's a possibility you can kill yourself. We want you <laughs> right. to come to Disneyland and have that be the farthest thing from your mind. You know right. don't think about safety. Let us be the ones to think about safety so that like when Space Mountain first opened up uh, in in Walt Disney World was the first place it opened at the Magic Kingdom, and there were no warning signs anywhere. There wasn't even a sign that said it was a roller coaster. I mean, here's oh, the, the most you know dangerous attraction they've ever built, and it's like, come on in for a fun you know blast off with us to outer space and you know and dance with the stars and <laughs> and you know it's the little old ninety year old ladies would go, oh, this is probably like Small World that goes to space. And you, know, you get 90 year old people on space now, mount. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> a lot of people car. got hurt because they didn't want people to know there was a chance they could get hurt. And they figured, okay, we'll just keep tweaking. As things go wrong, we'll keep tweaking it, keep tweaking it. And then about 15 years ago, after a number of high profile profile accidents, they decided, you know what? We've got to switch this. We've got to. We actually have to admit, yes, people, you. You can, if you don't be careful, you can get hurt. You right. have to help us out here <laughs> right. and, uh, you know, pay attention and keep your hands and arms in the vehicle at all times in, in six different languages yeah. and the diagrams of how you should sit and, you know, <laughs> whatever, uh, you know, just constant reminders to, to please help us out, you know, protecting you from yourself.
1: Right. And, and of course, that's what we need. And if it's very clear, and I say that a little tongue-in-cheek, but... Some of these people, it seems like that you've detailed in the book, need that kind of looking out for or they're just looking for a quick payday. And I couldn't determine one with the other because you were right. like, okay, this person fell, but you know nobody was around to, uh, to to be a witness and there were no bruises or whatever. So the case was eventually dropped. And are these actually – do you think some of them are legit cases that Disney happens to get off on technicalities or there's actually people that are just trying to slip and fall – to get paid because they think Disneyland has a bunch of cash.
6: Well, I, I, I think it's both. I mean, certainly, Mm -hmm. and and there's no way to get inside the head of some of these people um, to figure out, okay, how many of these are setups? And there's certainly in the book I do, you know, there, there are uh, a number of them where they were, where they were proven in court. This accident could not have happened the way you describe it. So there were a number that I show that, that were fake, yeah, uh, or at least were, were pretended to be made worse than they actually were because they couldn't have happened uh, as the charge went. Uh, as far as all the others, you know, you you don't know how many of them. I'm sure some of them were were faked, we'll say, but you know, a, a lot of them Disney got off not because they were fake, but they they were able to show that it was the person's own fault, especially the where somebody trips over a curb. I mean, that's the most common injury at Disneyland is the slip and fall when somebody, you know, walking and trips over a trolley track or the curb or their own feet or a planter or, you know, uh, entering and exiting an attraction vehicle and most of the time, not all, but most of the time that's just the, you know, there's nothing Disney could have done about that. There's no inherently dangerous situation to a curb that's next (laughs) to a sidewalk that's next to a street. I mean, (laughs) that's fairly common in the real world, so they should have (laughs) <laughs> There's nothing new and magical to occur, not in Disneyland,
1: though In disneyland it's everything 's no. magical no, that's it true. It did seem like uh like a lot of those slip and falls or trips essentially were kind of uh dismissed because essentially there were either uh, uh you know places that these people shouldn 't have been and some of them you know what I mean like in planner mm-hmm. boxes or uh trying to get off rides or something like right. that um is is that common across the themes of all the, the the suits that you've seen like i don't know if you can answer this but what's the percentage do you think maybe of how many people are straying from the path and getting hurt and then trying to sue it seems like well, it's a I, I don't to, know that that's a sue, huge
6: right? per- I, I know what you're asking i don't yeah. i don't have a, a tally okay. handy i'm sure yeah. i can figure that out with <laughs> hours right. of research i'll yeah. get started on shortly please do um <laughs> But, uh, you know, that does happen where the people are, are, are walking or standing or doing something they're not supposed to. Um, and usually the ones that Disney will fight are the ones that are a curb or the street or, you know, so where, where it's demonstrably proven that there's no hazard, that they did nothing wrong, yeah. and the condition was, was safe. Uh, you know, there wasn't, you know, if, if somebody tripped on a, a frozen banana that had fallen, that that frozen banana must have just fallen within the last two minutes because we we can prove that there was a sweeper there five minutes ago who would have swept it up if it was there and there's you know obviously we can't be following around every man with a, a kid with a frozen <laughs> banana to make sure he doesn't drop it. Um, as far as on an attra- slipping slip and falling, entering or exiting a a attraction vehicle, uh, one complicating factor in that is you know did the employee make that vehicle move? too fast or, 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 you know, too slow. <laughs> did he, uh, before the person fully got off of the vehicle on, uh, uh, you know, Mr. Toad, did they hit the button to advance the car? And so the car took off before the person was fully in or fully out. Yeah. And that could put, put Disney at a little fault there. If, uh, you know, if they sent that vehicle moving before the person had a chance to get off or to get on and get themselves seated.
1: Hmm. God, that'd be scary. Yeah. Uh speaking of the uh you know we're talking a little bit about like, about the modifications that the park has made uh as a result of accidents like uh, the kid falling into you know into the bushes from the moat. Um in, in your book you detail out uh, essentially the kind of demise of Tom Sawyer Island because of a lot of that kind of stuff.
6: Yeah. Well yeah. I mean that's it. and it 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 hurts they've done the same thing completely neutered Toontown yeah. but it's not to me as bad as Tom Sawyer's Island because Tom Sawyer's Island. The whole point of it used to be to sprain your ankle. I mean, (laughs) when I was a kid, you go to you go to Tom Sawyer's Island. It was like run around, go crazy. I mean, there were when it first opened, there were no paths. You just you know ran into the bushes, and you you literally they wanted you to climb on the rocks, climb up the tree, go. You know, this is the place. You know, in the rest of Disneyland, you know, not. Reached by raft, you know you had to stand in line and play by the rules and wait your turn and you know follow this path and you know sit down a particular time and the ride would last you know 90 seconds and then you'd get off and you'd walk to the next line. There were no lines on Tom Sawyer's Island. There was a you know a merry-go-round made out of rocks, <laughs> and, I mean, there was a, a teeter-totter made out of you know logs. And, I mean, it was just. It, it just, sounds uh, awesome. A giant fort, yeah. You just it was make believe, and it was before you know cell phones and video games, and you could just you know run, and it was the place where a an eight year old boy in particular and uh, would just run and go crazy, and every once in a while they'd trip because they're off the path, uh you know, or they'd slip off a rock and they'd you know sprain their ankle. Yeah. And the mom would go, Come on, be careful. What's wrong with you, Johnny? whack them in the back of the head and they're right. you know, go to first aid and patch them up and they knew it was their own fault for you know slipping or falling or whatever they did but you know as we've seen Disney you know some of them <laughs> increasingly started blaming Disney for well there's no path if you're going to have a run where there's loose you know pebbles and you know so Disney slowly started doing little tweaks you know creating paths Creating a, a line of shrubs along the perimeter of the island so people don't actually fall off the island into the water. I mean, <laughs> well, you could you could literally do that because the island just you know rose out of the water. There was right. no fence or anything around it, so I mean, you could quite easily in its in first few years you know find yourself wet on Tom Sawyer's <laughs> Island. So they did little stuff like that, but it retained its heart. But yeah. still being a place where you could go a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Totally. And then as they started getting rid of some of the amusements there, such as the the merry go round, um, you know, because it has no seat belts, or the teeter totter because you can fall off, you know, so some of these things started to disappear. And then they finally realized, you know what, we gotta basically take away all spontaneity. We've gotta tell the kids how to play. And that's when they started putting on all the pirate Nonsense that they've got on now, which is basically <laughs> you stand in line and you wait to, you know, pump a bilge thing to make a skeleton <laughs> right. come out of the water or something, which may be fun, but it's, you know, the antithesis of what Tom Sawyer's Island is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's all uh has become organized, you know, Disney approved, <laughs> wait in line fun as opposed to make believe, make up your own game. And, you know, there, there's, there's none of that left uh, on Tom Sawyer's Island, or anywhere in Disneyland.
1: yeah, and I mean it seems like from a legal standpoint, it makes total sense, but you sure. know but as you say, you know from an entertainment standpoint it it's no there's no it's not fun it's still i guess cool because like you know you can still get on the island and run 'em and run. Um, but that's, but that's all you can do. You can run and you go up and you know, maybe you look, you know, you what talk through the little like, uh, you know, trombone shaped messenger thing or whatever and go, hello down there. Mm -hmm. And then you're ready to go across on the raft again. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody wants to hang out. Well, you can still go
6: on the Island and walk. I don't know if you can still go on the Island and run. (laughs) Well, that's probably true. I don't even think they allow you to do that anymore. (laughs) You used to be able to run and just literally go crazy. I mean, as long as you weren't obviously doing something that was, You know, inherently dangerous.
4: Mm -hmm. And
6: now we've we've redefined what inherently dangerous is. Now run is inherently dangerous. Of course, climb is inherently dangerous. Oh yeah, anything that's not standing with your hands behind your back basically is inherently (laughs) dangerous. Yeah, for sure. Someone can get scraped knee. Have they
0: put that foam stuff in now that's on every playground?
6: Oh, on Tom Sawyer Island yeah. or Pirate Island? Or yeah, I'm sure that. there's spots. I'm sure there's spots with that. the the whole The whole island is not covered in that. <laughs>
4: not uh, yet. I, when
6: when Tom Sawyer's Island first opened, the um the surface of it was crushed seashells. So oh, and what? why they did that is first of all it looked kind of natural and cool. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, and second sure. of all, when it rained, it made it less slippery. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and muddy. But what happens is when you fall on crushed seashells, you know that's a, yeah you know, that's uh, that's not a soft landing. No, it's not. No. So, I mean, it didn't take long to to change that surface.
1: And I, it kind of shocks me that no one would would go. You know what's going to hurt? <laughs> <laughs> right. Seashells. <laughs> is, a palm, <laughs> is
6: a palm into the
1: seashells. Yes. Like we may not want to do this. Oh man. Yeah. It sometimes you you learn
6: trial and
1: error, I guess. Right. Another trial and error, I think, uh, was the Conestoga wagons. And we've talked about that on the show, uh, but essentially they were a little too top-heavy and kept toppling over, when it seems like that's the reason the park got rid of them, is because people were getting injured.
6: Yeah, well, what they had originally is they had uh, what they called the Conestoga wagons, were like covered wagons, and those were just uh, like basically giant wagons with coverings on them so there was no problem with their only problem was it's was kind of boring sitting yeah. in, in that wagon but it was the actual stage coaches which were two level you know tiny little stage coaches which were they let people sit on top and inside and operated by a, a team of real live horses with a you know realized crusty cowboy <laughs> in, behind the <laughs> reins you know who was it was a real character uh, you know, they, they hired actual cowboys to do this thing wow. because they were wranglers who had to handle these horses and they'd lead them into the, basically into the wilderness, crossing the desert and past the cactus and, uh, uh and the horses were a little, could get temperamental and when they took off every once in a while, you know, they'd hear the fire, the, the whistle of the Mark Twain or something else would spook them or a kid would, uh, would irk them and they'd take off and, uh, you know, these, these uh, top-heavy stage coaches were known to flip. And, uh, you know, every single time that somebody sued over a state coach lawsuit, Disney lost because it was just, I mean, they had no excuse. Their, their yeah. only excuse was that, well, if you are getting on a stagecoach, coach, you know, which is like an 1800s ride vehicle, uh, they used to make them really poorly back in the 1800s, so you should be prepared to, you know, get <laughs> hurt. <laughs> it was well, basically their defense, which was, didn't
1: Not work. good. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and that seems to be the theme that they push for a few of these, like uh, the horse-drawn carts, um, you know, down down Main Street, um, and even the Jungle Cruise. Some of those lawsuits seem to mirror the the wagon ones, where there's a, an expectation, a reasonable expectation, that there's some movement, and anything can happen, and, and you're kind of putting you know putting yourself at risk. And uh, but it sounds like that defense didn't really work in the long term.
6: No, and they'll still use that to a lesser degree, Mm, Uh, although it it was certainly magnified on the stagecoach because the stagecoach, they had nothing else. I mean, the people weren't doing anything wrong. They were just sitting there, you know, riding the ride with their hands folded on their lap, you know, ooh, that's pretty, and all of a sudden the horses take off and the the stagecoach flips and they're, you know, upside down in cactus or something. (laughs) I mean, they, they didn't do anything wrong, but on the, you know, if you're, on the jungle cruise, perhaps, or, or something, and you, and you slip entering. You know, you could say, "Well, you know, <laughs> you slip because seat was a little wet." But you know, you're on the boat, so you got to be careful because a boat seat is going to get wet. Yeah, it's a I mean, that's risk, just yeah. part of being a boat. You know, that's a, <laughs> a, a risk. A risk you're entering into. Right. Um, so so they'll still use that, but, uh, you know, obviously that was a, a worthless defense with the stagecoach. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I can
2: understand in, like, 1955 that things happen and it's not widespread. But nowadays, like, uh, someone something happens and you know about it within five minutes on Facebook. So how in the world are we not hearing about all these suits that are bringing, being brought up against Disneyland nowadays?
6: Well, for one thing, there's not nearly as many, and I don't know if I cover that in the book, but that's a that's a great point you've made. In that, perhaps that's been a reason that Disney has has gone 180 and changed how aggressive it is. They are in making things ultra ultra safe. Right, is because you know before they could, you know, if somebody falls off a boat, you know, nobody nobody's going to hear about it. But now. You know, we'll know immediately. Yeah,
2: it'll be, um, like, so
4: that
6: that may that may have uh, have been influenced. their are they're changing their opinion.
2: So what what exactly? This is going to sound like a strange question, but something, <laughs> what shoe size are you? No, no, but <laughs>
6: something
2: something legitimate happens. Like I'm thinking about stuff that's happened on. Uh, it's a you know a clean show, so I don't want to be too graphic about it. But there's been things that have happened on Big Thunder where it's something right. that's horrible. and We're something, getting to that for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what do they do with the witnesses? Like, how do they
6: make sure? That how do they the,
0: make them go away? Yeah, exactly.
6: <laughs> well, the answer to your first question is size 10. Um, okay. The answer <laughs> to the second question about uh, uh, witnesses and cases, particularly like Big Thunder, Big Thunder is a little trickier because that was such a huge mm-hmm high-profile prof- high case. And if anybody doesn't remember, back in about 2003, maintenance at Disneyland was not as sharp as it had been and as it, it once again has be, become. They sort of cut corners and got a little lazy. Um, some things were, were not uh, maintained properly, and one of the vehicles basically fell apart in the middle of a uh, a run, and as the vehicle came apart, um, and entered one of the tunnels, uh, it sort of folded in half. The top half hit the uh, part of the, the tunnel and smashed back into Whoa. some of the guests and a lot of injuries, including one fatality. Yeah. Oh,
4: damn.
6: Um, yeah, so, uh. Yikes. So, so what was the question?
4: <laughs> so I was so, so have, like, we're still uh, caught up in that story. Not, I can't yeah, why well, talking. you
2: not only have a car full of people who are on there, who are the victims, but you have people who witness what happens. What does Disney? How does Disney make them go away? How how in right, the world do you right. keep a park functioning when you just had a fatality within the confines of the park exactly. that was witnessed?
6: Well, in the case of Big Thunder. Most of the, wit- the the primary witnesses were those who were on the uh, uh, the train in question, the right. 18 or so people who were on the train, and almost every single one of those sued. So I mean yeah. those, they, were, they were sort of witnesses for each other, and almost all of them got the same lawyer, so. Oh, uh, right. okay. smart. Uh, you know, they, they were, there was nothing Disney could do uh, to protect himself in that case because they were all communicating with each other. Um, but what it will typically do in, in other cases is try and um, disperse the witnesses as quickly as possible. Um, I don't know that's fair game, but what they'll do is something will happen and they'll seal off the area. And anybody, you know, people will go, oh, I saw what, it, what happened when the person fell down. And they'll go, oh, you know what, we've got this. We got everybody saw it. We're covered. We're good. We're trying to give this person some space. Why don't you, you know, go on with your day? Here's some fast passes, and they'll try and make the witnesses go away. Right. They want the, uh, you know, particularly if they think there's a chance that it may be their fault. If they are sure. Um, it was not their fault, they might keep the person around, you know, did yeah. you see uh, you know, that person uh, doing something they shouldn't have been doing? So uh, they get pretty strategic in, in how they disperse or, or, or shield crowds from, uh, from accidents and, and legal liability is part of the reason why.
1: Totally, yeah, I guess it makes sense, um, but it's hard for the victims, uh, for sure,
6: and that's, oh, that's the point. It, I guess, extremely right? so. I, yeah. I was talking to a girl who who was thrown off a, a parking lot tram, um, and she said, uh, you know, her family, uh, you know, there were people who saw it, and uh, yes, I saw you, I saw you get thrown off, I know you weren't standing up and doing anything wrong, but when she went to find the people, you know, they were, they were all gone. They, you know, they, and she assumes that Disney had, sent them away you know oh. Oh, it's all good it's all we we got it yeah medics are coming don't worry
1: yeah everything's taken yeah, care of which on right. the surface sounds totally reasonable like you don't want a large crowd yeah, you don't want to draw attention to what happened but at the same time there's a uh, reason for that
6: mm-hmm. you know exactly, exactly. Them, so. well, more than one
1: <laughs> right for sure uh so i want to get to a couple of incidences which is uh terrence uh, already kind of started here which is awesome um about things that happened in the park that led to some major changes to specific rides. Uh, one of them being right. uh, the Big Thunder, but I, I think the first one, and I don't, I may, I may be wrong. The first one I'm bringing up is uh, the Space Mountain. Yeah. Uh, in about 2000, which is on page 106 of the book. And by the way, people pick up the book; it's amazing. It really it's is. It's really awesome. It's a good read. Um, apparently, a wheel hub assembly broke off from one of the rockets in the middle of the ride. What happened?
6: Uh yeah, it it was uh, this was the time through the early 2000s actually started in the in sort of mid to late 90s okay. where the uh the maintenance at Disneyland they were trying to they suck every penny out of the place they could and Disney had been known for um you know doing too much maintenance in a sense sort of you know going above and beyond just to make sure there was no chance of anything ever happening they would you know they they had overstaffed their maintenance department they you know did preventive maintenance to to the extent uh, that nobody else did it if there was a, you know if a, if a part was supposed to last a year they would yeah. replace it after 9 months even though it looked still brand new just because they they didn't want anything worn anything possible to happen they wanted Good. basically mm-hmm. every component of every attraction seeming like it was it was brand new yeah. that's what i you want know, on a daily part. basis yeah i like that exactly yeah no, I like it too, but <laughs> the the only downside is yeah. it's really expensive yeah. you know to have that much extra manpower skilled you know unionized labor and you know pay for all those parts and all that time and all the the charts because they had you know elaborate preventive maintenance charts with the uh, you know they had to stick to um and and so they the the new management came in and figured you know we're this is ridiculous you know I'm not at my house I don't replace a light bulb before it burns out I wait till it burns out <laughs> yeah. and they, that's basically what they did but I'm not paying is you a hundred started... bucks
1: to go to your house
6: yeah no that's true <laughs> right <laughs> but, but so they started letting things intentionally fall apart okay and when something would break. That's when we'd fix it. So yeah. back in 2000 with Space Mountain, that's uh, I- exactly what happened. Is they, uh, um, you know, basically let those those parts and those components and those vehicles fall apart before they would, uh, wow. you know, start replacing them. And, and
1: can I, can not I, long
6: I, after that, they realized, you know, this is this is not going to work. <laughs> you right, know, we can't right, have everything right. fall apart and people get get. Maimed. no doubt so they shut down space mountain for like two and a half years, gutted the entire building to where it was this empty space mountain, yeah. and basically rebuilt the track, put in new vehicles uh new uh, safety uh standards and you know and and basically it was you think that's the old space mountain, you're riding a brand new space mountain built yeah. from <laughs> built from scratch, yeah, you know it's not the one there from the seventies.
1: I want to read. You know, it's want, exactly the same ride. Right, right. Uh, I want to read a quick passage from the book for, for, on this incident, and this is an example of how the writing kind of pulls you along. Uh, and I, I think you did a stellar job. So, uh, in 2000, midway through a ride, a wheel hub assembly broke off from one rocket, activating the emergency shutdown system and halting all cars. But the damaged rocket buckled and its front wheels derailed. The sudden stop injured all 10 passengers, one couple most severely. The husband was propelled forward, and his jaw, shoulder, neck, head, and chest slammed into the seat in front of him. Mm -hmm. His wife's foot, and, you know, kids, maybe you don't want to listen. His wife's foot became entangled (laughs) in the wrecked rocket seat. Stranded in the dark, bleeding and suspended 40 feet in the air with the front end of the sled dangling Mm -hmm. over the edge of the track, she began screaming for help. Uh, For nearly 45 minutes none arrived.
0: That was literally my what? worst nightmare.
1: Right. <laughs> totally. And so you go on to say that uh, allegedly maintenance personnel became became uh came up and began repairing and welding the track before rescuing the passengers.
0: <laughs> when <laughs> was this?
1: 2000 2000. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And then uh Yeah, I just I I don't know. That to me that's amazing. And and that's I think kind of uh you know part of the 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 point of the book is that the lawyers really have kind of taken over, and they want to make sure that they're not held accountable for for anything. And they're going to repair that track, um, so they can't. Uh, so they can go, "Oh look, see, everything's fine." I don't know what you guys are talking about.
6: Yeah, yeah. Wow, no, that's, uh, that happened.
1: That's crazy to me. I, it just that's insane. Um, the next one I wanted to talk about briefly is uh, where did it go? Um, well, Terrence, we already talked about the the big Thunder case yeah. for sure, um, but. To me after the big thunder uh, incident it seemed like the law changed like there was a state law i think right wasn't there that kind of happened Yeah
6: well it actually yeah it actually started uh, uh, about 5 years before the big thunder accident okay. it was the first big accident on the the columbia sailing ship That's yes. another this one was, i want to talk yes. about for sure yeah This was the first yeah the first wake up call to the world that uh you know, there's a there's a bad side of what Disney is doing. In uh, what happened on Christmas Eve, uh, 1998, yeah. where due to um, a variety, I mean, probably 10, 12 different factors, you know, that unfortunately all came together at one moment, all related to money-saving cutbacks in training, in maintenance, in operations, in scheduling, and just. Everything, you know, they, all these horrible factors came together at once, so that the wrong person was in the, you know, at the wrong place at the wrong time, somebody that didn't know what they were doing, you know, was in charge of throwing that, uh, the rope onto a cleat on the side of the, the ship to anchor it, thinking they were throwing it to try and stop the ship. Uh, and and the rope's not going to stop
4: the
6: ship. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so it yanked the cleat out, which yeah. was uh, you know already worn from from not being uh, properly maintained. It yanked it out of the boat and shot it into the crowd, where yeah. it, you know maimed a, a woman and and hit her husband in the head and killed him. Yeah. And they were just waiting in line. You know, the yeah. first time before everyone who'd ever been killed at Disneyland was, uh, uh, you know, sort of where they shouldn't have been or doing something they shouldn't have been doing. Yeah. And these people were waiting in line in the middle of the, you know, the Mark Twain dock. Um, and it was at that time where people go, whoa, what this, what you know, how they're maintaining and operating these rides, they need some sort of oversight because there was no real oversight beforehand to make sure they were doing their jobs properly. If there was an accident uh, in which somebody was seriously hurt, who was an employee, you know, OSHA could come in and and investigate after. Yeah, but but, uh, you know, beforehand there was no way to check, and so that began uh, a number of people, uh, politicians, trying to pass some laws. And California eventually did pass a law, um, you know, mandating uh, inspections and. before and after and, you know, different hoops that amusement park operators in the state had to go through. Um, and that really within five years, by the time the big thunder mountain accident happened, that really sort of took off. And, and ironically, the same lawyer who represented the the victims on big thunder was the same lawyer who represented the victim on the Columbia. And he will say that, um investigating and trying his case in the time of big thunder was a thousand times easier because of the law and wow. all the how open disney now was forced to be um, that it wasn't just five years earlier.
1: Yeah, because you say that for the first time after the big thunder incident. So, uh, you know, and you go into great detail, which is which is, of course, exactly what I need because uh, I'm not very smart <laughs> before um, you go to bed right? before I go to bed. Yeah. So one of the, the, the train that was being pulled was uh, a clicking noise and it got pulled off for maintenance. and It was tagged that it wasn't ready to go out, but it went out for service. And th- right. that's the that's the train that derailed and and all this kind of stuff. So, but after that, for the first time, OSHA was the first on the scene, and Disney had no chance to clean anything up, uh, as they did like with the sailing ship Columbia, where they were cleaning the deck and nobody called the cops for five hours, and the cops had to hear about it secondhand. Uh, there was none of that. OSHA was right there and shut it down, and apparently Disney was the when they walked the scene was for the first time, uh, you know, after OSHA let them finally. Uh, and which, no,
6: exactly right. Yeah. And it was a huge difference because now the lawyer knew okay, I'm going in for the first time when Disney's going in for the first time. And they could, you know, they knew okay, the scene as it is now hasn't been tampered with. Yeah. And it was just a, a you know, they're, they're getting an honest picture and can recreate exactly what happened and why. And it, it just made that case so much easier for them to prove. Um and again, it was a case of, of victims who were not doing anything wrong. Right. You know, and they weren't in the wrong place. They were, you know, sitting on a roller coaster, just riding a roller coaster. Yeah. You know, not doing anything wrong and, and, uh, you know, due to failures, uh, on on the part of, disney and some employees and some of the procedures that uh you know bad things
1: happen uh the the next ride i want to talk about just, you know the last one because i don't want to give all the juicy bits away but uh indiana jones we're all a huge yeah. fan of the indiana jones ride um, and it seems like disney sort of changed their tone with regards to reporting injuries and incidents on that ride um can you talk a little bit uh, about the reasoning behind that if if that's even true maybe i got the wrong impression yeah no,
6: <laughs> no well i mean the the reason why is, uh, uh, as, as time went on, other reporting uh, requirements of that were part of that California state law was that they had to any serious accident had to be, uh, you know, paperwork filed that the public could then go. I mean, they weren't running ads in the front of the paper saying, <laughs> "Hey, somebody just got hurt on my <laughs> ride," but it was filed in such a way that. If the public was interested, they could go and find out. Okay, there's been X number of accidents over X period on this attraction. So that's that's part of it. Um, but that ride, when it first opened in 1995, generated an insane number of accidents and. Well, it's not, not even really accidents is probably the wrong word. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll say unintentional or you know <laughs> non-accident injuries. Okay, all right. Um, and and complaints because with most of the other rides, um, the vast majority of uh, incidents, uh, you know, injuries stemmed out of some incident. Somebody tripped or cars collided. But with Indiana Jones, it was the nature of the attractions. That was hurting people. The, the ride was running exactly as it was designed to ride. It was, right. you know, suddenly stopping when it wasn't supposed to. It was suddenly stopping because it was supposed to. That was the <laughs> ride because it was designed to seem like this crazy, you know, uh, life-threatening ride. Not realizing that it actually was threatening lives and how it was shaking people around like rag dolls. Yeah. And, Even you know, now, the it's idea terrible. of Indi- of Indiana Jones was to make all the movements of the attraction random so that especially, and I don't know how much people talk about this now, but variability was a big buzzword at Imagineering back in the nineties. And what that meant is that they just introduced a bunch of movie based attractions, which were very unpopular because a movie based attraction never changes. So you go and see, you know, uh, You know, whatever the, the, you know, the Canada film at Epcot or whatever you see that. Okay, that's nice. I've seen it once. I don't have to see it again because it's exactly the same every single time I go. So the idea was, okay, we've got to design more rides that are different so people want to come back over and over again and then we'll sell. And this is when they started doing it, starting marketing and selling annual passes because we can get the same people to come over and over and over again because we're offering them attractions that are different every time they write them. This isn't the Tiki Room.
4: You know, this is something <laughs> which
6: is fresh and different and completely new every time you write it. The downside of that with Indiana Jones is if you have no idea what's coming next, you can't brace yourself. Right. <laughs> and right. if you're suddenly going to be sort of on the left and then the right and then we're suddenly going to stop and, and then all of a sudden we're going to take off you know, you're just literally at the mercy of that ride. And so people would get off the ride, you know, half crippled. Yeah. So Disney started toning it down a little bit during previews of the ride. And then over the years, they've been forced to drastically tone it down. Uh, and, and it's still exciting and it still whoops people around and, and has its, uh, you know, uh, variable uh, uh allure that people enjoy, but it's not nearly as, as severe as it was because people were just, you know, getting hurt without anything going wrong.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, even cast members apparently were, were reporting that, Hey, I'm getting injured, you know, also, this isn't cool. Um, and then, yeah, and, and, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so what, apparently five years or so into the, into the opening of the ride or in, in your book, you say on July 17th, 1995, there was a lady who um, who was injured and uh, essentially died from her injuries. She had a, a brain bleed, similar to shaken baby syndrome, tore a blood vessel in her brain. And her lawyer right. was asking for uh, the uh, initial complaint letters and injury logs from that ride. And Disney was stonewalling for two years. The judge finds the park lawyer seven grand and orders them to turn over the records. And that was like kind of like a treasure trove of uh, unpublicized injuries, mm-hmm. plus, and, you know, and that's that's fine and good, but plus numerous letters from guests begging the park to tone down the ride. <laughs> that, to me, is insane it is. that the park didn't even listen. To, but, you know, we have on one side we have the injuries. On the other side we have guests writing us, taking yeah. time out of their life yes. to tell us that it's too yeah. insane and I'm not going to go back and I can't recommend <laughs> other people go back. And it's it, it took someone dying that's to to crazy. make this happen
6: it's so crazy yeah and that wasn't that injury was i mean there were numerous uh, people who suffered those brain bleed type attractions on Indiana jones as well there's there's uh, a couple of people who suffered that same type of injury on space mountain mm-hmm. on california screaming uh you know and i think one on the malibumer you know <laughs> oh, it's uh you know that that's a tough one for disney because with a lot of those people, it's a, sort of a pre-existing condition that they have.
4: Yeah. That they're,
6: you know, they—I don't know if they have a fragile brain or because, <laughs> as much as I'm not a, a lawyer, I'm even more not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're doing great on both fronts. You're doing. Oh, fine. good. Yeah.
6: <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, you know, Disney's in a tough spot because if those people have a pre-existing condition, which the people don't even know about, right? how, you know, it makes – who can protect who from whom?
1: It, it, yeah, right. That's the question. That's the question. So, yeah. okay, I want to fast forward real fast, uh, real fast, fast forward fastly. Again, I speak for a living. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> totally much eloquently.
4: You talk real good. Thank you,
1: thank you. I speak even better. Uh, let's talk about DCA because there were a couple assertions uh. in your book, and maybe you came right out and said it, but uh, which I totally agree. Uh, that basically your premise is DCA was a carefully engineered place for the lawyers to avoid as many injuries as possible, which is why they have you know more restaurants and shopping areas than actual rides. Is that true? Yeah. Did I get that right?
6: That is 100% true. Yeah. I don't know where you read that, but it was, <laughs> I know. Uh, yes. Uh, it's completely accurate. No, it's true. It, it was one of – this was when DCA uh, was designed was when Disney was first in the late 90s and early 2000s when they're first coming to grips with, with we've got to – we t- have to take a new attitude in how we handle uh, and treat and attack lawsuits. And the idea with with DCA was, what kind of attractions can we put in here that will generate zero attractions? That's I mean zero lawsuits <laughs> right. uh, and zero attractions. That's not far off either. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, so 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 a there were very few attractions, yeah. uh, and b the vast majority of them were types of attractions that were not only not expensive to build, but you know very easy to be sure that guests won't be placed in anything resembling a dangerous situation. You know, a lot of movie-based attractions, exhibit attractions, um, uh, little kitty attractions that, that uh, move at an extremely slow pace. Uh, and they were basically just, you know, a handful of attractions that that were the big marquee attractions where they realized, you know, okay, we've got to have a big... <laughs> Uh, a big roller coaster. We've gotta have Soren. We've got you know, there are a handful that there was just no way to make sure there was nobody to get hurt. Um, but even those were designed uh, you know, with everything they'd learned from the previous park uh, to make them absolutely as, as lawsuit proof as possible. Like Bugsland. Like and Bugsland Bugsland was the was the ultimate and ultimate, you know, you take all those those goals that I just described. Yeah. You know very few attractions go yeah. so very slow. <laughs> yeah. You know, low capacity. Yeah. Um You know, low amounts of fun, entertainment, and enjoyment. You know, <laughs> you know, as little appeal to anyone as possible. Mm. Very. I assume if nobody wants to ride on the attraction, nobody can get hurt. Perhaps. Yeah. Um, maybe that's and, and, maybe that's, then oh, then that's the a good key. One. The key of that, of course, is the bumper car ride in which you don't really bump. You no, know? you <laughs> barely move on the that. Tuck ride. and roll. I don't know. Have you guys
1: been on the tech the well, and roll? Uh, uh, yeah, Taryn and I, we, we got in line for it once. My wife is one of the co-hosts here. Um, and mm-hmm. we stood in line, and there was nobody waiting in line. And, the you know, the attraction was maybe full, I don't remember. And, and the cast member kind of looks over at us, and, we, and they are like, you might not really – this might not be the ride for you guys. <laughs> <Just laughs> Essentially is what she said. And I look out there, and I'm like, "Are am I looking at a picture? <laughs> Of what's happening, or, and, and no, they're just crawling along, and we we got, we we're like, we really appreciate you not wasting time, and we, we left. So uh, yes and no. Yeah,
6: well, I got you, because you, I'm sure you you walked faster through that queue than right. the vehicles were moving at the time, and that, you know, 100% was designed so that, yes, it's bumper cars, because we know little kids want to bang into each other, but to go so slow... And the uh, uh the bumpers and protection devices be so thick and sturdy that it's very hard to tell when you make contact with another vehicle, which sucks all the fun out of crashing into something <laughs> yeah. right. um, so except for its absence of fun, it you know it, it did solve the problem that it doesn't generate on any lawsuit.
1: Well, and, you know, so, uh, yeah, from a, from a certain perspective, it's, it, it's a huge success, Terrence. See, I keep telling you about it. <laughs> yeah. It's a successful area, just maybe not for fun. You're right. Exactly, yes. yeah. <laughs> um, and the final ride I want to talk about, which is, uh, I, I hated this ride. I'm glad it's gone. Luigi's Tires. Um, oh. In your book, on page 16, you're talking about, uh, you know, people really wanted the old Flying Saucers ride back and uh legal got a hold of it and insisted the vehicles be so you know laden as you say with safety mechanisms that they were practically unmovable yep and I definitely agree, and a few of us in the room we were annual pass holders for only a little bit longer and um we got to go to the, the uh, uh, annual pass preview, and there were we walk into the you know circle the um the area and then watch the ride happen and they' in cars land, and there's tons of beach balls and I'm like why did they put a bunch of beach balls in but in your book you're like uh they were hoping to preoccupy people uh that were either bored or, or frustrated that they couldn't make the ride move and to me that right. that's a, that's yet another ride that could have been really cool i did like the concept but it was so scaled back because of safety i mean who wants to be safe give me look give me a crash helmet like, nice. I'm fine with wearing a helmet and a suit. I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let me go on a ride that's actually fun in that area. Did you ever but...
0: ride that
1: ride? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You did? I
0: did.
1: One time. One time. I, we didn't go anywhere. No. I, I no. sat on the ride. Sat. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I wrote it as well. Okay. Yeah.
0: So I didn't
1: think you
4: had
1: done it. <laughs> no, I did it.
6: I think I did. Yeah, well, you yeah, just stood in line that, for it. That's a sign of surrender uh, on a ride when you when you have to add beach balls <laughs> to make sure yeah, right? yeah. But then the wind. Having fun. On your attraction
1: yeah but then the santa Ana winds or whatever they are called kept blowing mm-hmm. all the, the balls down uh, yeah. down towards uh um, a tower of terror or whatever so they had to get rid of the ball <laughs> too because it just that wasn't it wasn't working
6: well actually that that was another another change that had to be because of because of lawsuits and that was uh, it oh, was wow. during the first cast member previews they had there were no balls uh beach balls it was just you know you get on it and And they had the technology, unlike back in the day of flying saucers, where this could have been just an amazing, you know, E-level, you know, E-take-it-level attraction. You imagine just literally flying in space and crashing into each other as the, the Imagineers who designed it got to enjoy it when they were working on it and when they created it. It's like, oh, my gosh, this is the funnest thing ever. And then the lawyers came in and said, no, it's got, you got to slow it down. Okay. You got to add this bumper. Okay. You got to add this belt and this protective thing so that, you know, you literally were going so slow and, you know, they were so hard to move at all that, uh, you know, there was, you literally thought you were, especially if you couldn't figure out how to move it at all. Right. And, and some people couldn't. No, I mean, you, you I could couldn't. It. It, it required a little practice and a little, little moving your body in the right way and so you know a, a large percentage of the the riders some would move a little some would move none yeah, yeah. So that halfway through the previews they added those beach balls unfortunately you know these giant beach balls They're this i don't know you know just these huge i don't know like six feet or however big they were Yeah, they were big they're giant, not standard the, yeah giant diameter beach balls which People love to be, you know, to be fair. But that was probably the most popular thing about the attraction. that there wasn't moving. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, you know, when people weren't looking, some people would get banged in the heads with those balls, and, and that's all it took was was one woman who was, uh, you know, and she's about a sixty year old woman getting exiting one of the uh, tires after an attraction got hit in the head with one of the balls, and said it, it you know. Oh, geez. Strained her neck. Oh, And yeah, so she filed suit that mm-hmm. she was, uh, you know, she was injured by a, a wayward flying beach ball. Yeah. And sure enough, that was the end of the beach ball. And now oh. the poor attraction was left to, you know, entertain people just by itself with no beach balls.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: And the the line which had been, you know, I, the first time I went on it was a two-hour line. Oh, geez. Uh, oh. the, the last time I went on it was... A walk on because yeah. you know the, they became you no know, beach most, balls they're the most excited <laughs> so
2: it, benches in cool. the park that's why
1: yeah that's you know and and taryn and i last time we were in the park was i think it was the last week luigi's was running and we're like look we got to get on it at least once never even been down the line and i really am a big fan of how they theme the queue and stuff you know uh yeah. here I, I think it's really great and i walked in luigi's was like wow i spent more time in the queue Looking at all the details because I would never see it again, uh, than I did right. on the on the on the ride, and I was like, "Wow, this is the first ride I've ever been on where the the best part of it was going through the line." Yeah, <laughs> well,
2: the second time. I believe it. The, the was, Second time. What Tower of
1: Terror was the first time. Tower, yes. I yeah. <laughs> forget Tower of Terror. Uh Well, David, we've taken up almost an hour of your yeah. time right now, and I really appreciate it. So I want to let you go. I want to have you back on eventually because uh, there's so much more to cover. I want to I want to talk about the Happy Hearts program. People are renting real wheelchairs and such. The uh, ESVs. Mm-hmm. The whole segue, like all this kind of stuff that you cover in your book, so so very well. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, I do have uh, seven questions for you, so we do a thing with some interviewers or, or people that we interview. Uh, it's kind of like the inside the actor studio, you know, these really introspective and very very well crafted, <laughs> if I do say so myself, uh, questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're down I for it. Look forward that. to it. Okay, good. Here we go. Here's the first one. What is your favorite Disney attraction?
6: Is a Jungle Cruise.
1: Okay. What is your least favorite?
6: Uh, it's California Adventure. <laughs>
4: oh. No, that's, that's – no, that's – oh. actually, that's – Can the, I hang up on it? I, I <laughs> have to
6: think of that to, to, to give an honest answer. I'm, Go ahead. My least favorite Disney attraction – you know what? I'm not com- – there's nothing I – I was never a big fan of Interventions. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Uh, that's good. My enough. thing – there's probably something even worse, but uh, – you know, that's the only one that comes to mind that I really avoided. No, that's okay.
1: Fair. All right. Uh, pie-eyed Mickey or round-eyed Mickey? Is
6: slanny-eyed Mickey one of the choices?
1: <laughs> uh, no, unfortunately
6: not. Okay. All no. right. All right. I'm, I, I could go. I I'm like one of each.
1: Okay. You would. For some reason, I think you would. That's a very yeah. almost lawyer, not quite a lawyer, not quite a doctor answer.
6: Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to commit.
1: <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what old ride should they bring back to the parks?
6: They should bring back the People Mover. That's not even. That's, yeah. Uh, no, there's not even. I mean, Skyway would be my favorite, but but it will never happen. But the one they right. easily could. There's no reason they shouldn't. The one that would suck 10,000 people an hour off the pathways. Oh man, right. Uh, yeah. What what current it, ride? It needs sh-
1: it. What current ride should they remove?
6: What current ride should they remove? Mm, I don't want them to take anything away. I like them all. Okay, okay. I, really did, The one again, the one I didn't like. Intervention is, is uh, it's gone. It's oh, gone. They and they're going to open you. it up again, and uh, unless unless they recently did, I guess they, they did. Did yeah. it close yeah. down again? No, the, I think it's because what they're doing now is so, they're pulling all the. Uh, Super- Superheroes out, and they're yeah. going to create HBO. sort of a Star Wars land museum. Yeah, they have that in and, there now. Or the Marvel characters one. Yeah, so like I don't the, know if that's in reopened yet. But, the House uh, of
1: Tomorrow is I want to close it again. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, who is your favorite Disney character? My favorite Disney character
6: is probably the genie from Aladdin.
1: Ooh, nice. I like that. All right, nice. good choice. And then finally, if you could travel back in time and meet Walt Disney, what would you tell him?
6: I would say, you're getting out just in time. (laughs) 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 Actually, you know what? That's not actually true because uh, uh, a lot of uh, folks I know agree with me on this, is that in a a sense, the late 60s were Disneyland's best time. In a sense, he just missed Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion and the all-new Tomorrowland, which was actually new and neat and different. And so, in a sense, he left just a couple of years too quick. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, yeah, no. I, if I saw him, I'd just say thank you. I mean, it's just uh, you think of us talking how many years—50 years after he died—about you know the wonderful things that that started out of his brain, none of which have, would have been around. Um, totally. And uh, you know, giving us uh, livelihoods and entertainment and places to share great times with our friends and families that yeah, uh, yeah. Know, only would have happened because of him.
1: This whole conversation would never have happened for sure. Exactly right. Yeah. David,
6: where can people buy your book, man? They can buy it. Uh, uh, probably the easiest way is probably online at this point. Uh, go to Amazon and check out the people versus Disneyland, how lawsuits and lawyers transform magic as well as my, my previous books. And, uh, uh, if they like mouse tales, you know the crazy, wacky stories of of interesting things that have happened at Disney over the years. They will. This is the same sort of stuff, uh, you know, just crazy, more crazy stories.
1: I loved it. I loved it. David, thanks for taking the yeah, time, man. You. I appreciate it. Have thank you day. all. I appreciate it. All thank right. You guys. Cheers. Nice guy. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. That was you. awesome. I loved that. And again, man, I, I don't, I don't plan on these things going very long. Uh, but then I look up, and it's like an hour and four minutes. (laughs) Well, it's all right. This is only a 15 minute podcast. We
0: interviewed three people (laughs) in this one show. That was, uh, we did. That was pretty intense.
1: It was a marathon, man, for sure. All right, before we get out of here, I want to give you the fact of the show. Uh, the famous singing busts in the graveyard of the Haunted Mansion as you pass through on your doom buggy, they're known as the Phantom Five, but they actually have names. Led by Uncle Theodore voiced by Thoral Ravenscroft. We have, from left to right, uh, Rolo Rumpkin, Cousin Algernon, Ned Nub, and Phineas P. Pock. Hey, all right. Pock. Rick. P.O.C. I didn't know that. Where did you yeah. come up with these? Uh, they're weird. They, this is the 60s, man. They were everything, everyone, everything was groovy, baby. Was he
0: one Pock, and then that's why two with was
1: two Pock? <laughs> thank, thank you for muting Can't, her. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I don't even think you went there, but i ain't mad at you. No, 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 no. Hey, all Beth, right. Beth, keep your head up, all right? <laughs> don't cry, Mama. Oh, oh, boy. <laughs> all right, everyone.
0: Have you turned my mic off?
1: I did. Uh, we'll see you in the parks and, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff.